0: most challenging aspect of Cholish Elul is preparing for the Malchus of Rosh Hashanah. We have no concept of Malchus. We don't know what a Malchus looks like. We don't know what a Malchus feels like. Let me share with you a story about the King of Qatar. No. Just a few years ago, there was a man in Eretz Yisrael who was known as the Shmuzer in the Shul. He spoke between every bracha every chance he got. He had, he had, he always had a good word to say, but he didn't know when to say it. Shabbos, he was away for business. A week later, he came back and he was just a different person. He wouldn't say a word. No matter how geschmack the the vart the, was, the, 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 whatever, whatever, he wasn't saying it, nothing. couldn't just couldn't speak. He was, he was in a sitter. And people were confused. After davening, he got up and he said, Abadisai, I'm sponsoring the Kiddush today and I'm going to tell you what's going on. He said, I have a business partner who's an Arab and he got us a deal in the country of Qatar. The rule in Qatar is that every business deal must go through the king. It's not a big deal, you have to tell him what the deal is and he tells you, no problem. Gives you a little uh, stamp of approval, you have your paper from the king and you can go out of there. So we, so my partner set up the appointment and we showed up at the king's palace, this huge building, incredibly impressive. And we walked through the halls and we were escorted into the king's chambers. He said there were like these benches in the back of this gigantic auditorium and you would sit there and wait your turn and you would watch as the king judges everyone until your turn. And the first person that came into the king was chained, arms and legs. He was dragged in by two guards and they dropped him down in front of the king. And the man just began to cry, but not just regular crying. He was sobbing, bitter tears. He was begging for his life. I didn't understand what he was saying, but sometimes you could understand the heart. And and this man was clearly begging for his life. For 20 minutes straight, the king sat there in silence and just listened to this man sobbing and falling apart in front of him. And after 20 minutes, the king raised his right hand. The guards came back in, and as quickly as they brought him in, they brought him out, unchained him, and he was a free man. He pardoned him an incredible thing. I haven't seen anything like that in my life. He said the next guy, the one right before us, very similarly was dragged in with his arms and legs bound. And he, he started giving his spiel, but I don't understand Arabic, but uh, it wasn't from the heart. It was from the lips out. He was saying what he needed to say to get off of death row, but he didn't mean it. And after a few minutes, the king cut him off. and picked up his left hand, and another team of soldiers came in from the other side of the room, dragged him into the corner, and just cut off his head. This, this man said, I was not prepared for this. I'm not built for this. I started getting woozy. I was, was going to I was gonna pass out. My, my partner picks me up. He says, it's our turn. He says, yeah, I can't. He says, you don't have a choice. I'll do all the talking, just come. And he half-dragged me, half-walked me up in front of the king, and I stood there shaking my boots. And my dad, the guy I was with, told the king about our business deal. Who could think about a business deal? There was a head on the floor. And the king listened, stamped the paper, and we were out of there. As soon as I hit the steps of the palace, the guy said, I passed out. I could not handle it. It was a miracle that I made it this far, and I, and I, I was out on the floor. My Arab partner literally saved my life, he took off my tits my yarmulke, anything that would identify me as a Jew, and as the ambulance pulled up, they took me to the hospital and they revived me. A few days later, I was back home. He said, Arbuesai, I cannot talk in anymore, I experienced malchus. I, I stood in front of a king, I can't talk in We weren't in front of the king. Oh, now we heard the story. What it's like to be in front of a king. Malchus never, never left. The Bereshit Shalom was always here. And we just want that their Bereshit Shalom should be our Malchus. You know, we say Shema Yisrael, we recite Shemaim, and then there's a Baba We say Ve'ahavta, and the the, uh, the Malchus that Yira is very much connected to the Ava of Hashem. We blow the shoifer and we say, Hashem, please get up from the Kisei Rachamim, from the Kisei Adin and sit on the Kisei Rachamim. And there's Hashem this year, we will we'll only experience the Rachamim of Hashem. Hashem Melech,
1: Hashem Mom, Hashem Yiloy, A shem, a shem, a shem, you know, he eh, a shem, a shem, you know, he lia, eh, a shem, a shem, you know, eh, I'm a, a man. Good job. Babe.